This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straub. It is Wednesday. April 14th, and today it's our 4x5 episode for writers from NBC Sports Edge for five minutes each. We'll be looking at the fallout from Jamal Murray's brutal season-ending injury and what it means for our fantasy leagues, including the potential for Facundo Capazzo and Monte Morris, plus some injury updates from Atlanta and much more, all coming up in just a second. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, we welcome in Ryan Knaus, who is, as we speak, blurbing the NBA news on NBC Sports Edge. But it was Monday night's news that we got to take a second, <clears throat> excuse me, to react to. I think we'll be talking about this a bit throughout the day, but Jamal Murray out for the season with a torn left ACL, Ryan. Obviously, brutal news in real life for the Nuggets and anyone who's rostering Murray in fantasy. What's your immediate reaction? Like, what's the move here? Couldn't believe it. Yeah, just a, just a horrible break for, obviously, Murray and the Nuggets. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, I'm looking at Monty Morris right away. Uh, I, I understand that Facundo Campazzo has been starting for him recently. Uh, for Murray, that is, when he was out with a right knee injury for the past four games before... Uh, tearing his left ACL. Um, but Campazzo wasn't doing much. He did have four steals last night, or rather on Monday night, but he doesn't move the needle for me very much. He'll hit a couple threes, not a high assist guy, very low volume offensively. I think he's had one double-digit scoring game in nearly the past two months. Um, so just not a guy who's going to win a league for you, let's say. Uh, whereas Monty Morris, you know, may not do the same. Denver continues to bring him off the bench because they prefer playing him in two mostly uninterrupted stints with the reserves. They don't want to break up his playing time into four different, you know, stints because of his own quad injury. They're they're afraid that that would cause problems. So he may be limited to minutes in the mid twenties, high twenties. I would hope. Uh, but he just has higher fantasy upside, so I'm targeting Morris. 
Yeah, Morris isn't like a, a high ceiling guy per se, but I mean, you're looking at a guy, I'm just looking at his per 36 minute numbers this year. You know, he's around 14 points, four and a half dimes, a steal, one and a half threes. And I mean, I think really realistically, you are probably getting something like 12 points, five dimes, you know, if Murray, if Morris is really going. So it's, it's unfortunately, it's a, it's a terrible injury, obviously, for the Nuggets. And it's not one where, oh, run and pick up Nikhil Alexander-Walker because here's like a ready-made fantasy stud. Mm-hmm. I'm just using Alonzo Ball injury as an example. There's not an obvious, you know, insurance play here that's like going to go through the ceiling or anything. No, it's just more, I mean, the offense already runs through Nikola Jokic so much. It's just going to be, you know, the ball he leads the NBA in touches, and that's, he may go up from there without Murray. Also, the Nuggets are talking about adding another guard. I think Austin Rivers was was one of the guards potentially mentioned as a pickup. So they're going to add some depth. There's no huge, you know, there, as you said, there's no guy you can immediately say, oh, that's a, that's a must-roster player. Although I did see uh, Steve Alexander late last night after the after Murray got hurt I saw him picking up uh Campazzo in many leagues so I guess Steve is higher on him than than we are well I, and I think that's that's a lot of people's reaction is to pick up Campazzo so it sounds like you though have Monte Morris ahead and I think I would tend to agree with you Ryan I wouldn't I th- I even think I'm gonna pick up Campazzo per- I mean maybe he proves me wrong and does something we haven't seen yet but he wasn't helping 12 team managers as a fill-in starter for Murray before. So it's not just because Murray's out longer doesn't make him suddenly better on a per-game basis. Right, right. And so, Ryan, we have about a minute and a half left. Anything else uh, that you feel like mentioning? Oh, well, it's been a newsy morning. There's all sorts of stuff. But um, let's see. We got a bunch of Hawks news. Have have you caught up on on the recent trends? I have have caught up on the headlines, but I I have not caught up on all the details. So hit me with a little bit of it. John Collins is back to doing on-court work. It doesn't sound like he's taking contact quite yet, but at least he's progressing, moving in the right direction. DeAndre Hunter has begun doing more load-bearing work on his knee after a, quote, minor procedure last week that's kind of shrouded in mystery. So Cam Cam Reddish had an injection in his Achilles, and he's apparently the furthest player away from returning. Uh, That includes Tony Snell, who's also injured but should return fairly soon. So Reddish, I mean, he hasn't done anything to help fantasy managers anyway, but it sounds like he's kaput for the rest of the season, fantasy-wise at least. And do, do you have John Collins anywhere? I mean, this is a devastating time to lose him for, for weeks. I have John Collins in a lot of leagues. Mm. And in some places, the fantasy playoffs have started already. Others, it's like next week, or I had a buy this week, and it's starting next week, and or whatever. And uh, him just progressing to on-court work doesn't exactly make me feel like he's going to be back at the start of next week helping me. I'm not, I'm not exactly optimistic at this point. Yeah, it's tough. So you just stash him on an IR, I suppose. At least I, yeah. I've had uh, Jarrett Allen in a kind of similar situation with game after game he's been missing with a, with a concussion. And he's finally due back. It sounds like Wednesday is a, is a target date for him. If not Wednesday, he could play in the second half of that back-to-back on Thursday. Ryan, I think our time's up. That was fast. It was. We'll, we'll end, end on the optimistic note with a player returning from injury as opposed to the, all the depressing injury news we started with. The Fred Van Vliet-John Collins combo is crushing me in a lot of places right now. Mm. Those two guys both being out. Oh, so you did want to end on, on a depressing note. Okay. Oh, I had to bring it back down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that works, too. Right, <laughs> Bye, Matt. We are joined now by Raphael Johnson. We, of course, talk rookies every week. And the Jamal Murray news we talked about, Raph, is notable for rookie, old rookie, Facundo Campazzo. 
Ryan was just basically saying he is not running to pick up Compazzo anywhere. He prefers Monte Morris. Do you have a, a higher opinion of Compazzo as a fantasy pickup in the wake of this crushing injury to Jamal Murray? I do, if only because I assume that Morris is rostered in far in a far higher percentage of leagues already than Compazzo. I think Compazzo is about five percent this morning in Yahoo. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think you're going to be able to find Morris in a lot of like your more competitive leagues. Like you may be able to find find some leagues where people are kind of sleeping on him, but for the most part, I think Campazzo would be a worthwhile pickup, at least in the short term. I think that four-game stretch that Murray recently missed, Campazzo started three of those games. Um, while Morris came off the bench because that second unit's been struggling of late, I think you can get some decent value from Campazzo as an assist guy. He had four steals last night. That's not the norm for him at all. Maybe if you get one per night, that would be – that would be fair value defensively, but I wouldn't expect much more than that from him. But I think in the short term, as they try to figure this thing out, I think Campazzo is worth a look. Um, if it doesn't work out, you can always drop him for someone else. Yeah, that recent three-game stretch for Campazzo wasn't great. But then, you know, he has had flashes, other flashes this season that are notable. You know, I go back to February. There was a five-game stretch where he averaged 14 points, three and a half dimes, 1.6 deals, 2.63s. So maybe he's got a bit more if we're trying to look for reason to pick him up or keep him if you already added him than what he showed recently in this recent three-game starting audition. Yeah, I can see that because Murray was kind of a game-time decision in a couple of those. Um, maybe that had something to do with Composite's struggles and not really knowing till almost the last minute, so to speak, that he was going to start. But like I said, we know Murray's not going to be back now, which is really unfortunate. So maybe that gives Composito an extra sense of security here. All right. Well, so I, you know, I was just talking with Ryan, and I was thinking, you know, I didn't run to pick up Composito anywhere, and I'm fine with that. But I do think if you added him, you might as well see what happens over the next couple of games. Exactly. All right. The next name we are going to talk about, I believe, is Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies, and nothing wild, but. He's had a few notable performance recently. I'm just looking in the month of April so far. Actually, I'll expand it a little beyond that. Uh, his last nine games, going back to late March, he's just under 11 points per game, four boards, two and a half dimes, 0.8 steals, 0.6 blocks, 1.9 threes in 23 minutes per game. You know, he's been a little hit or miss. Is there any chance that Bain can kind of find a little more consistency down the stretch? How high are you on this guy for the for the very near future? Honestly, I'm not very high on him, and I, it's not his fault. Like, <laughs> you know, Taylor Jenkins has this habit of wanting to play all three of his guards, be it Bain, Grayson Allen, and DeAnthony Melton. Now, Melton's currently out, so it's down to a two-man split there, which has helped Bain a little bit in the short term, but... Melton's going to be back, and of those three, Melton would be my choice if we're looking at fantasy value. So, I don't know. Maybe Bain can get you about 10, 11 points per game still, but when you're splitting 48 minutes amongst three people, or, or so to speak, in terms of that one position, that's a really tough split for anyone to deal with, much less a rookie. Yeah, and... Monday would have been the latest example. He had just 16 minutes in that game. He was productive on a permanent basis, nine points, two threes, a steal, and a block. But but like you said, the minutes have been kind of all over the place. His last four, 19, 23, 26, 16. So it's hard to trust him as more of, I guess, like a a DFS, a random DFS player or a random streaming play. Yeah, it's a a real hot hand situation. And if you're coming off the bench, you only have so much time to get hot and kind of 
convince the coach to leave you in the game. Well, we see a lot of rookies obviously get better as the season goes on. That has not exactly been the case with Patrick Williams. I guess it's been more of an ups and downs thing. But lately, he's been really cold. Six points total in his last three games for the Bulls. And he's playing plenty, Raph. It's not like his minutes have dried up. What have been your impressions from Patrick Williams, the 19-year-old, lately? Not good. Um, you know, he, he, when he finally scored in the fourth quarter last night, that ended a stretch of over 45 game minutes without a point for him. That's really bad. And if you add in Tomas Sanaransky into the equation, the Bulls nearly had two starters go scoreless in the same game for the first time since 2011. So they almost made the wrong kind of history. I know Williams can give you some, some rebounds, some defensive numbers, but if you're looking for offense, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, especially this season. I'd like to see what happens with him next year when he's even more used to playing with that Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic combo. But this year, unless you're in a really deep league, I don't see a reason why you should still have him rostered at this point. All right. Yeah, we were, we were holding out hope because he was an early draft pick for Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, a guy who potentially has some long-term upside, but it looks like we can maybe surrender on that one for this season. Mm-hmm. All right, Raph. Where our time is up. Yes, yes, it is. Thank you, as always, for coming by. Thanks for having me. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Just a reminder, you can get access to our League Sync tool, our DFS tools, and our betting tools by going to edge-plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the promo code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. And now I'm joined by Steve Alexander, once again from Key West. He may be moving there permanently. We don't know. Steve has everything. Well, the internet here is trash. So... Uh, my son lives here. He has a house and he, he's not right, right on the water. But uh, I was like, how's your internet? He's like, oh man, it's awesome. We, we jam. And I called the front desk of the resort. I'm like, why, why is this internet trash? And he's like, well, you're in the middle of the ocean out in the middle of nowhere. So what, what did you expect? So had it not been for my wife's hotspot on her phone last night, I would not have been blurbing games. And it would have made Ryan Ryan Canals very upset. Well, what you were blurbing games on Monday night. Monday night. What uh, what's the latest? Uh, well, there's there's a few things. Um, at the very end of that, Jamal Murray went down, and you know when I woke up this morning, I picked up Fasundo Campazo in like six different leagues. 
I don't know if that's the right move. I kind of think Will Barton is going to be the biggest winner in the um, – not that anybody's a winner when Jamal Murray is done for the year and the playoffs hurting the Nuggets' chances, but I, I feel like Barton and Composo are going to be the guys with a little bit of MPJ, a little bit of Aaron Gordon, and a little bit of Monty Morris thrown in there for good measure. Yeah, the, the Composo thing's interesting. I didn't run and pick him up anywhere, and I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to regret that or not. So uh, what else, Steve, no, stood out to you from uh, Monday's uh, blurbage? Uh, the, the Washington Wizards beat the, <laughs> the... The Washington Wizards beat the Utah Jazz. And that was just kind No, of they weird. didn't. No, they didn't. Stop it. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. And if you look at the, you know, Alex Lynn had like four points. Denny Abdija played... 10 minutes, didn't score a point. And Rui Hachimura would be the other guy. He was in foul trouble with Denny. And like those three guys combined for nothing. And then you had Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook had another monster triple-double. Those guys are only like two games back of the play-in series. Uh, If Beal can stay on the court and play, as long as Beal and Westbrook are both playing, that they have a shot at the playoffs. So... Fantasy-wise, though, is just a black hole in Washington unless, unless you like three-pointers from Davis Bertans. I'll tell you what I'm looking at is Daniel Gafford had 15 points in 18 minutes in that game. Can we please just give this guy a chance? Like, it's just Alex Lennon, Robin Lopez. Can they not give Gafford 25 minutes at least? Well, I blurbed, I blurbed Gafford because you and I like to talk about him, and I, I like him. I mean, he's so athletic and, and fun to watch. I wonder if they're if it's ankle maintenance and they're just waiting to, to turn him loose, uh, you know, two games from now. But you know, I haven't run out and and grabbed Gafford anywhere. I don't think, but he's always on my watch list. Like I'm I'm intrigued by him. Always. Yeah, he's a he's a guy who, if you're you know still playing your fantasy leagues aggressively, you need to be checking that Wizards box score at the very least if you haven't already picked up Gafford to wait for that that blow up game. Cause I, I think it could be coming here. So it's something to keep an eye on, even though he did ding up his shoulder in uh, Monday's game. The other thing that, that stood out to me on Monday was my Dallas Mavericks are not very good against opposing centers because they don't actually have a center of their own to play against those guys. And Joel Embiid picked them apart. Like he was uh, eating cotton candy. Like he just got whatever he wanted. There was no, no, not much effort involved. Like he just, he just dominated that team and that game. Luca played pretty well, but there was no Kristaps Porzingis out there. And you know, Philly last on Monday at least looked like a way better team than Dallas. And uh, Dallas is going to have to find a way to to keep Porzingis on the court and keep him healthy for the playoffs if they're going to do anything. And by the way, I think Embiid had thirty-seven points in that game. And don't look now, but. Fantasy playoffs have started in some leagues, and they are almost here in some other leagues, and Joel Embiid is still going. The guy that we are so scared of drafting is uh, is here, and he is potentially going to carry some people to fantasy championships. He's still going, and he also looks like one of the top MVP candidates. Um, yeah, I mean, what a, what a season he's had. He, he's missed some games, but not, not a ton. And the Sixers, I mean, they're going to be hard to beat in the east if they can stay healthy all right steve it's uh it's been glorious you go on and do whatever a person does in key west oh i'm we're uh i'm meeting my wife down at the pool for pool bingo (laughs) okay
Also, I wanted to add, I haven't heard the alarm go off yet. Oh, it, it was just going off. It was just going off for like uh, 20 seconds. Oh, I didn't hear it. It's been a hard couple of days to be a Braves fan. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm, I think it's important to just leave it at that. It's been rough. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Uh, Steve, go enjoy bingo. Good luck. Uh, looking forward to hearing how that turned out for you. I'll let you know. Best of luck to you. All righty. We are now joined by Jared Johnson. As always, here to close this thing out for us. Jared, what's on your radar? What are you, what are you thinking about? On my radar, Mr. Matt, is a man named Mo Bamba. Oh, yes. Um, he did leave yesterday's game uh, early. But prior to that, he was going on quite a fun stretch. 20-point um, game, 14-point game, 19-point game, lots of blocks, lots of triples. Uh, this is basically the first time we've really seen Mobamba get extended run in Orlando. Uh, his first two years, he spent a lot of time recovering from that stress reaction in his leg, which is a difficult injury. Um, we've seen people struggle with this. We saw Bradley Beal struggle with it early in his career. He, it was kind of a nightmare. Uh, Drew Holiday struggled with it for a little bit early on in his career. And um, it took Mo a while. I think he had a setback last season as well. But now he's finally healthy. Well, minus the little hip issue that we saw last <laughs> night. And Vooch is no longer there. Now it's only Wendell Carter who he's competing with for minutes. What do you think about his long-term outlook? Let's, let's not just look at this little stretch of games going here. Is he a guy that you will be putting on your radar as a late-round draft target next season? Big time. And will it even be... Will he even make it all the way to the late rounds? He might Ooh. be kind of a, a trendy mid-round guy, potentially. I mean, per 36 minutes, I was looking. This season, I think he's around like something like 18 or 19 points, 13 rebounds, and three blocks. And his per 36-minute numbers have been good ever since he came into the NBA. He just yes. hasn't consistently gotten minutes. So I, I think he is a an absolute fantasy dynamo waiting to happen. Uh, the three-point shot looks... Looks, I've talked about this. Looks really like improved, fluid. He looks smooth. Looks like, yeah, it doesn't look like a guy who's just randomly chucking in a couple threes here. And you know, the shot blocking we know is legit. So I love him. And uh, I, I've got done a full 180 on Mo Bamba in the last like few weeks, just because it, I, he was just kind of off my radar. But now suddenly, Ken Birch is gone. It's just like you said, him and Wendell Carter Jr. And it looks like they're committed to at least giving him something close to half the minutes if he can stay on the court the rest of the way. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that even if it is Wendell Carter Jr. who's starting, I don't think that Wendell Carter Jr. is the type of starter who's like a 30-plus minute starter. You know, they can they can easily split those minutes. And if it's 25, 25-ish split, uh, that is plenty of time for a guy like Mo Bamba. Yeah. So, I really like what I've seen. I've been waiting to see this guy for quite a while. I liked it when he was drafted, and I just knew you know, he was stuck behind Vooch. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see what we've seen so far, and I, I definitely have him on my radar for next season. Yeah, and if anything, the, the three minutes on Monday night and exiting early, it seems minor, but him exiting early, if anything, might give you a chance to, to grab him because you know there are some people who got frustrated and dropped him after that. Yeah. Oh, if he hit the waiver wire, I would absolutely pick him up. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left. What else? Uh, what else you got? Let's move on to a different young center. Daniel Gafford in Washington. This guy is another guy who's always kind of been on my radar as a guy who wasn't really receiving many minutes, but I loved his shot blocking potential. 
Now he is no longer in Chicago. He's playing for Washington, where the only centers ahead of him on the rotation are Robin Lopez and Alex Len. Not the strongest competition there. And uh, he had that ankle thing that was kind of disappointing when he first got to Washington. But he's back now, and he's earning minutes in the upper teens, uh, escalating minutes. Do you think that he can be a fantasy factor down this stretch as we get into the fantasy playoffs? Man, I hope so. You know, he had that 15-point game in 18 minutes on Monday night. Per, this is another per 36-minute just stud. This mm-hmm. year, 16 points, 10 boards, 3 blocks per 36 minutes. If you, want fun with, if you want fun with small sample sizes, in his four games for Washington, per 36 minutes, he's averaging 27 points, 11 rebounds, 1.7 <laughs> steals, 3.4 blocks. Okay, that's right. silly, but... I don't know if I think he can, but I think there's a chance that he gets minutes into the 20s. And I think for that reason, he is a very worthwhile uh, pickup just about everywhere if you have the bench space for him. Exactly. Yeah. And then also just looking into next year, um, Robin Lopez and Alex Leonard are both going to be free agents. Um, Thomas Bryant will be there next season. But like we said with uh, Wendell Carter, I don't think that Thomas Bryant is necessarily a 30 plus minute starter. I think he's more of a a 20s, high 20s, I guess, kind of guy. And um, if that's the case, it's another situation where because of Daniel Gafford's immense shot blocking upside, even if he's earning mid-20s off the bench, that is enough time for him to be a relevant name in fantasy hoops. So this is another guy that I'm kind of putting on my radar for next season. Yeah, guys who could, Mo Bamba and Gafford, guys who could explode in time for this year, but even if it doesn't fully come together next year, there is a lot of intrigue. Exactly. All right, we're done. Perfect. Thanks, Jared. Nailed that. Nailed that. All right, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We will be back here on Friday with our reactions to the latest fantasy trends. Thanks to Ryan, Steve, Raf, and Jared for joining me. Thanks to all of you for listening. We will talk to you soon. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.